American mothers spend more each year than the combined global brand valuations of Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, McDonald's, Microsoft, Visa, Alibaba, Tencent, and AT&T. So we're talking about a very powerful consumer group. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello, everybody. It's Katrina McCarter, your podcast host. Today on the show, I'm wanting to talk about the mother of all opportunities. So let's get straight into it. And I want you to consider this number. $2.4 trillion. That's how much mothers in the US are responsible for spending every single year. Now, to put this in some perspective for you, American mothers spend more each year than the combined global brand valuations of Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, McDonald's, Microsoft. Visa, Alibaba, Tencent, and AT&T. So we're talking about a very powerful consumer group. But the question I really want to pose to you today, my listeners, is if mums represent $2.4 trillion in spending in the US today, and it's a similar story the world over, What are mothers going to represent in another 10 years? Now, I really want you to kind of think about that number. I really believe that everyone listening actually knows and understands the value of mothers. That's your interest in the podcast. But I think that we can all agree that the value of mothers will be actually much higher in in another decade's time. You know, mums really represent a pretty lucrative market the world over. And this was something that I've seen again and again through my research, particularly for my latest book, which is also called The Mother of All Opportunities. Today, as we move into the new decade, the 2020s, I want to actually share with you eight key success factors that I believe that you will need to consider to ensure your brand's success in the next decade. So let's get straight into them. Success factor number one. I think that the first thing brands really need to consider is brand purpose. Over the coming decade, I believe that brands are going to need to engage with mothers on more than just features and benefits. The 2020s to me are all going to be around meaningful marketing, which is really underpinned by purpose, trust, and relevance. It's going to be really critical that brands get clear on their purpose, and this is really going to need to ensure a really strong contribution back to the community and society. This is showing growing importance uh, for mothers, particularly the younger set. 
So one Australian brand, which is really positioned well to kind of cater for this growing purpose-based marketing, particularly with the younger millennial mums and the Gen Z mums, is a brand called Thank You. Now, for those that are not familiar with the Thank You brand or might be listening in from overseas, Thank You sells bottled water, personal care products, baby care products and nappies or otherwise known as diapers. Now, Thank You is a social enterprise with 100% of their profits going to eradicate global poverty. So with every purchase, they provide customers with a unique tracking code, which is actually printed on the back of the product. And shoppers are actually able to track their impact from their Thank You purchase. So to me, purchase is going to become paramount to securing your brand growth through the next decade. I think that mothers are becoming increasingly conscious shoppers and this is something you really need to be putting into your strategy. Your brand purpose really has the capacity to set you apart from your competitors and really drive strong relationships with mothers but it has to be authentic And it has to really be embedded deeply in the culture and workings of your brand and organisation if it's going to be successful. So number one, brand purpose. The second success factor that I think we need to talk about is the rapid growth of femtech and what this female-led innovation means for brands. Now, this is an area that has got me super excited. Over the past five years, we've really seen a really significant shift taking place in business. And what we're seeing is women are using technology to solve real pain points. And these women are actually redefining the healthcare category right now because they're approaching innovation through a female lens. And the femtech market is growing rapidly. I've seen recent research estimating that it will be valued as a $50 billion market by 2025. So there's enormous opportunity here. Now, a great example of a femtech brand is Milkstalk, which is the world's first and currently only breastfeeding shipping company, which supports working mums who are traveling interstate or overseas who want to continue their breastfeeding. So they effectively FedEx your breast milk supplies back home to you whilst you're still traveling. It's a sensational idea. Um, And I had the pleasure of actually interviewing their founder, Kate Torgerson, a few episodes back. So if you haven't actually listened to that episode, I really encourage you to, uh, to listen to Kate. She has got some great things to say. But essentially, what Kate talks about in this episode is that she really started this business after having a pretty difficult business trip traveling home with her breast milk as she was wanting to maintain her breastfeeding for twins, twin babies that she had. The entire process for her was extremely difficult. She did not want mothers to experience this this same thing that she did. And so she actually set up a business just dealing with this pain point. Now, it has been incredibly successful and it's now uh, put on as an employee benefit for many of the Fortune 500 organisations in the US. And it's something that we're really hoping we're going to see out in Australia. And I know that Kate has plans to really take this globally. But that's a really good example of Femtech if you want to have a look at the industry. 
Another great example would be from the UK where Kim Palmer has actually created the Clementine app and that really kind of helps mums deal with stress and anxiety essentially. Kim launched it after experiencing some pretty debilitating panic attacks a number of years back. So in the Clementine app, mums are able to send mantras to their phones during the day and that seems to be the time, Kim tells me, when women say that they struggle to cope the most and they're really designed to help break those negative thought patterns we might carry and control the mindset Um, and it caters really well to I guess that growing segment of tech first mums that you might hear me talk about that are looking for a technical solution first and foremost for all their problems so there are a couple so the Clementine app Femtech. There are a couple of examples. Have a look at Elvi, E-L-V-I-E, another great leader in the femtech industry. But look, I really believe that the rise of femtech is actually going to disrupt a lot of existing industries over the next 10 years. I expect to see a significant rise in women launching innovative tech products for other mums, for new ways of dealing some of these long overlooked problems. Now, what can brands do? Well, I think that brands would be really wise to consider investing in some of these companies and learn from this female lens that they apply. There's some significant opportunities here in this space and brands do have big opportunities to learn from these women as well. So that's the second one, the rise of femtech. Before we continue with the podcast episode, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Cooperate. Cooperate is a powerful marketing technology platform that allows marketers to visualize your brand's customer journey, deliver great content at each stage of that journey, and see how it all performs, all managed from one centralized location. Cooperate has been built by marketers for marketers. I've actually had the opportunity to see the platform in action and I genuinely think it's worth taking a look at if you're a marketer managing large brands which want to attract more mums. Now let's head back to the podcast. The third success factor I think every brand, every marketer needs to be thinking about in terms of uh, ensuring their, their continued success through the 2020s is really in understanding mum's moments. So, you know, fairly critical to a brand's future growth and success is better understanding mum's moments. It's about communicating with her on the right channel with the right language at the right time. I know this might seem quite basic, but I'm really surprised at how much this is tripping up a lot of brands, even very well-established brands. I think that the coming decade is going to see successful brands adopt more of a moment-based approach to their marketing. 
Whilst I was back in the States in October, I heard a really interesting presentation by Foursquare. They use location data insights to to really assist marketers better understand mum's journey. And what I love is how these insights can really debunk some myths that, uh, that, that a lot of marketers might hold. One of them that really stood out for me was in terms of the mum market, if you are wanting to attract a mum to your brewery to drink some beer, the most profitable segment for you to go after is actually a mum in her first 12 months of motherhood because they are the greatest frequenters of breweries. So a really interesting insight. So I think that some of these insights can really be used well to understand the moments in her day and how to better uh, cater for her at the right time. Uh, we, I've actually invited Foursquare on to be part of season two of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. So if there's anything in particular you'd like to know, please get in contact and I'll make sure that we include it in the questions. So that's the third one and that's really understanding mums moments. So the fourth success factor that I think is super important is harnessing voice technology. Now just like femtech, voice technology is another area of great interest to me and I see enormous opportunity here for brands. In fact, I believe that voice will transform the way that mothers are going to discover new brands over the next 10 years. Voice to me has the potential to really kind of act like mum's personal assistant and provide her with enormous efficiency and convenience. Now, they are two things that she is increasingly searching for. Now, this is particularly prevalent amongst the tech-first mums who are looking for that tech solution to their problem first and foremost. Now, they're really embracing the smart speaker and other voice technology in growing numbers. So if you're after that, the younger millennial market, uh, the start of this Gen Z mum or Gen Z, if they say in the US, I think you have to be experimenting with voice. Now, in researching my latest book, called The Mother of All Opportunities, our theme of today's discussion. I actually had the opportunity to speak with Kath Blackham, who runs Australia's leading voice agency called Versa. Now, they operate in Australia. They're also operating now in the US. And in speaking with Kath, she actually believes that voice will be the biggest disruption to the industry since Apple introduced apps in 2007. So it's that significant. Here in Australia, we're seeing brands starting to experiment with voice search technology. One that that comes to mind is Huggies. They recently created an Amazon and Google skill. And rather than doing that just about nappies, because who wants to really hear about nappies, what they actually tapped into was a parent's pain point for their baby, which is about settling their baby to sleep in their first few months or the first year, really. And they created a series of settling sounds and music that parents could use to assist them get their baby to sleep. Very useful, very valuable. They delivered real utility in their skill. And as a result, as you would expect, it's been very popular amongst the tech first mothers. So I guess what my advice here is, if you're an Australian brand and you're not yet experimenting with voice, now is the time to do so. I think that this is really going to revolutionise the industry. 
And I think for those in the US where we see voices a little more progress, probably about three years in front of Australia, there is greater urgency still. If you're not using voice or or getting into voice, you really need to put that into your 2020 plans. So my fourth success factor is really around voice search technology. The fifth success factor that I think brands should be considering is experiential marketing. And what I mean by that is where a product or service is promoted through an experience. I believe that this is going to become increasingly important and valuable in marketing to mothers over the 2020s. So I think that, you know, despite all the advances in technology, the growth of online sales, mums are still seeking out that human element And I don't want brands to walk away from that. It has still serves a really important purpose for mums and that's around connection. And I've recently read some research that found that 77% of women found that an experience really helped them understand a product. So who's using experiential marketing well? Here in Australia, I encourage you to go and have a look at Mechaland. They have done a sensational job in creating an event which gathered a great deal of excitement amongst their target audience, those younger millennials and Gen Zs, and allowing them to interact with some of their favourite beauty bloggers and influencers and also to try out products. It was a great event. So that's really one to go and have a look at. But if we're talking really about the mum market, I would encourage encourage you to look at Thermomix. Now Thermomix for those of you that are not aware of it is a one-stop cooking machine. It will process, cut and blend your food. It will also cook your food for you. And it's a very different way of cooking, I think, uh, but one that mums really really like because they can they can make everything from scratch. Now it has a hefty price tag of around 2000 Australian dollars per machine. So how they translate um, and communicate and uh, about the products, features and benefits is by using experiential marketing. A Thermomix host will invite a number of women over or men over for a meal and they will cook the whole meal They will cook the dinner party using the Thermomix then and there. So people actually get to experience it live and can taste the quality of the food for themselves. So this has been really, really successful for them. So I think that my message is that real life connections still count very much so. Emotional connections will win no matter how much technology you've got. It doesn't matter the age of the mum all generations are still valuing personal interaction with their favourite brands. Brands that miss this will really risk being left behind. So I want you to be thinking about how can you create experiences and events uh, to really strengthen the relationship with mums. So that's the fifth one. The sixth success factor that I really want to talk about is understanding the impact of the sharing economy. You know, right now we've got millennials and Gen Zs that want to own less. There's this real drive towards minimalism, sustainability, and they really seek to save time and money. And I think that this is going to really fuel the sharing economy in coming years. And I think we're going to see it disrupt industries that we have not even considered yet. 
Uh, Sheba is a great example in Australia. This is a woman-only ride-sharing platform, so almost like an Uber for women, which only has female drivers. It's it's female drivers for female passengers, and it's really designed to help women feel safe and help also mothers manage that ever-increasing number of pickups and drop-offs and sport commitments as we see you know, dual parents both working. It was founded by a mum of four here in Melbourne, where I'm based, and they've crowdfunded more than $3 million invest investment uh, only about a year ago, with 94% of these investors also being women. So this is a really interesting move. So I really see that the sharing economy has a real capacity to disrupt unsuspecting companies and industries. Be prepared, be proactive and challenge your current ways of thinking. Consider new delivery models that better meet the needs of your mums. There are enormous gains to be made with a first mover advantage. Do you need to disrupt your own brand? That's the sixth success factor that I wanted to talk about, the rise of the sharing economy and the implication that has for your brand. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Now, the seventh success factor that I want to talk about might feel very much like Marketing to Mums 101, but certainly in researching my book and in working with a huge number of clients, I find that successful brand leaders the world over have really accounted their winning strategy being around being customer-led. They really believe that staying closely connected to their buyers allows them to be better able to respond and adapt quickly to behavioural changes. This success factor is very much about going back to basics for many brands and ensuring that their strategy is mother-centric, that mum is at the core of everything the brand does. Now, a great example is Gerber. Now, you might have heard me speak to Bill Partica, their global CEO, in one of the earlier episodes on Marketing to Mums, the podcast. And if you haven't, I really encourage you to sit back and to listen to that one. And perhaps if you have listened to it, go and refresh your memory because what I love about Bill's approach is that they are so mother-centric. So this brand was launched in the 1920s. It's grown to be one of the largest baby food brands in the world. And it's 
been able to achieve this because it's invested really heavily on staying relevant and keeping mums at the core of every single thing that they do in their organisation. In our episode with Bill, he spoke about the real need for them to adapt their strategy when they moved from a Gen X mother focus to a millennial mother focus because the drivers were so significantly different. What they found with the millennial mothers was that they were really seeking out natural ingredients, freshness and transparency of packaging. So really, really different. Volvo Cars is another brand who puts their success down to being really customer-led. You know, again, I had the opportunity to speak with Mike Johnston, who's head of their marketing strategy for Volvo Cars in the UK. We recorded an episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to it. Now, Mike really believes that uh, there are massive opportunities for brands who can facilitate customer advocacy and word of mouth marketing. And you can't do that unless you've got a really deep understanding of them and you put them at the heart of everything that you do. So brands that listen to mums invest in understanding their needs on a regular basis and can adapt their strategy with mum at the core of everything they do will really leave their competitors behind. I think that this is, whilst might be very obvious, is often neglected and I do encourage you to come back and really say how well do we really understand our mums Are they really at the core of everything we do? So consider that. Now, the final success factor that I want to talk about is Facebook Libra. And I know that this might be controversial for some of you listening. Now, back in June 2019, Facebook announced that they would launch their own cryptocurrency called Libra, which is going to enable people to buy things or send money to people for pretty much very low, almost zero fees. Now, it's set to launch in early 2020. Now, I believe that Libra is going to change commerce and banking around the world. I think that mothers are going to embrace this as a new way to shop. Now, I see Libra being really well adopted by mothers across the globe, only because we see mothers are early adopters of new technology. And I've seen this time and time again with the smartphone, with wearable technologies and with smart speakers. I think that the introduction of Libra is actually going to remove some friction and increase the speed and convenience of online shopping. And this is something that mums increasingly value. They really value their time. Initially, I see Libra growing uh, or proving pretty popular amongst migrant mothers who might be looking to transfer money back home to family members without those high transaction fees. And I think that's where it will first take hold. But I do think it's going to perform strongly in developing countries. But I think in developed countries, I think that Gen X mums and the older millennial mums who currently dominate Facebook are really going to support Libra. So my recommendation here is that brands need to closely watch the launch of Libra. They need to carefully consider their brand's involvement in using Libra. Really, really watch this. I think that it's going to be well embraced and reasonably quickly as well. 
So let's actually now do a recap of those eight success factors that I believe your brand needs to consider for success in the 2020s. So first up, I spoke about the growing importance of brand purpose. Mums expect brands to give back. The second one that I talked about was the rapid growth of femtech and how brands can harness this innovation with the female lens. Thirdly, I spoke about the importance of understanding mum moments and being there at the right moment. Fourthly, I predicted that voice will dominate in coming years and it will be a key way for mums to discover new brands. Fifthly, I spoke about the importance in engaging in experiential marketing and that mums really still crave that human interaction. I then spoke about the booming sharing economy and I actually predicted that we will continue to see further disruption in new industries. We must prepare our own brands for this potential disruption. I then spoke about the need to return to basics and ensure that your brand is adopting a mother-centric approach. It might sound incredibly simple, but there are enormous gains to be made for brands here in coming years, just in this success factor alone. And lastly, I actually predicted the enormous success of Facebook's cryptocurrency, initially among migrant mums and then the wider Gen X and millennial mother community. So what are you going to do with all of this information? Well, I actually want to set you a challenge. When you're back in your office or when you get into your office, I want you to blank out a couple of hours of your day and get together with your team to talk about your strategy over the coming decade. I want you to look at the challenges and the opportunities and really focus in on some of these success factors that I've mentioned in this podcast. It could be a great opportunity for you to get your team to listen to this episode first. Right now, in the US, mums are responsible for $2.4 trillion in spending. In Australia, we see this number at $132 billion in spending each year. This is only set to grow in the coming decade. There are enormous amounts unmet needs in this market, so it allows your brand to secure additional sales, profit and market share. I really believe that considering these eight success factors will position your brand for strong growth. The mum market is the mother of all opportunities. I hope you really enjoyed our final episode in season one of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. You know, I really want to thank you for subscribing and listening to the show all year. I've really enjoyed the conversations I've got to have over the last 12 months with some of the world's kind of leading brands and researchers and authors. But if you've enjoyed it, I'd really like to encourage you to leave a review. It's a great way for other people to actually find out and discover the podcast. Now, over the Christmas break, I'm planning season two, and I'd really like to hear your feedback. Please let me know if there's someone in particular you'd like me to interview from anywhere around the world, or if there's a particular topic you'd like me to tackle. Just send me a message via Marketing to Mums Facebook page, or even a direct email 
I can be contacted at Katrina with a K, K A T R I N A, at marketing to mums with an S on the end, dot com dot au. And listen, if you are a brand or a business owner who really wants to make a serious step change in their approach to attracting the mother market to their business or brand, please reach out. I can be contacted via email, as I said, or even via my personal LinkedIn profile, Katrina McCarter. I want to wish you a wonderful holiday break and I look forward to welcoming you back next year. Thank you. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organisation by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favourite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.